what's going on guys and happy mlk day so today we're gonna have a quick little bonus episode uh you know honoring the myth the legend uh the man himself mr martin luther king jr um you know a lot of you don't know this but he was actually really big into raves he used to just fucking get it and so you know I think it's just important to remember that everyone needs to have a little fun every now and then, okay? So let's, you know, let's kick it off, right? So King, he entered college at the age of 15 years old. So, you know, he was a smart kid, you know what I'm saying? Um, he actually skipped two years of high school too. Uh, he had a PhD. He earned it from uh, Boston University uh, called the Systematic Theology from Boston University. And in, so this is weird. So in order for it to be considered, so in order for, uh, you know, to be considered a PhD graduate student, uh, you have to write this dis dissertation that's about a length, the length of a book. And so, you know, King's Review Panel accepted his 1955 dissertation, quote, a comparison of the conceptions of God in the thinking of Paul Tillich and Henry Nelson Weeman, and he was awarded a doctorate. I mean, geez, if, if that's the name of your dissertation, if it's that long and it's that hard to pronounce, you better be receiving a doctorate for that, okay? Um, but decades later, uh, it was revealed that King had copied paragraphs from other sources without attributing uh, them in his dissertation. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you have to write a book-length paper dissertation, whatever that is, if you have to do that and it's the length of a book and you don't copy a little bit, you loser. You fucking loser, all right? Uh, everyone needs to, you know, let their mind relax and copy a little bit, plagiarize just a little bit, you know? It's no worries. I mean, he didn't get it taken away or anything, probably because he was... Well, no. I mean, he was assassinated uh, once they found out all this, but... You know, they're not going to take it away from the leader of the civil rights movement. Um, also, fun fact, Mr. King loved the white booty, if you know what I'm talking about. He loved white women. You um, know, he had a lot of side pieces. And, you know, I, I, I personally think that's great because I think that you know, he obviously he had his wife who was African-American. She was black and I'm sure she had a nice booty, you know. Um, especially, so here's the thing. I was thinking about this because white you know, women back in those days, like they probably weren't going to the gym. You know what I mean? So they weren't doing squats. They weren't, you know, they were probably just moping around the house, dust and shit. And then every now and then their white husband would come home and smack them around a little, you know, pretty shitty. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, you know, he had a few side pieces, but his wife was black and, uh, they actually ended up. Uh, on their wedding night, going to the funeral home. And that's where they spent their wedding night because there was no hotel or motel that would serve them, allow them to come in. They refused them all. Uh, so that leads me to this next point, which I think is very important. Black people can make the best out of any situation. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, the American people need to understand. I mean, because like, think about it, you know, like even, even thinking about like hip hop, you know, hip hop sounded so white saying that, but you know, even thinking about that, like 
it, it all, it's so, it's so creative. It's so creative and all music is, but it, that's so creative because you, you could, you could do it without having an instrument. You know, it was very poetic and I think that's wonderful. <laughs> um, he was also, Mr. King was in a frat called Alpha Phi Alpha. So, you know, he clearly was an alpha male, which is great. But I just want him to know that he's on notice. He's on notice. Okay. Um, and, you know, he won, he actually won a Grammy uh, for best spoken. It was for his, and then this is what it was called, best spoken word album. I think that's what it was called. Or maybe that was the name of the, the award. I don't know. I don't know. Well, no, it was a Grammy. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Oh, man, he lived a crazy life. He also survived a stabbing. Someone stabbed him with a seven-inch letter opener. Like, what a dick. Like, okay, you stab someone with a sharp knife. You know, that's one thing. But you stab someone with a letter opener? You're just an asshole. Okay, because that shit is dull. And, like, like what an asshole. Whoever that was. What a dick. Um, one of his main influences, and I'm happy that this is being brought up by me, because uh, one of his main influences was Mohandas, Mahatna. I always thought it was Mahatma Gandhi, but it's like Mohandas Gandhi, uh, who taught people to protest in a nonviolent manner, which is great. You know, that's great. Uh, however, Gandhi, you know, yeah, he was a civil rights uh, leader uh, for Indians and whatnot, and I, you know, and that's great uh, against the British. Okay, so here's, you know, for those of you idiots that don't know who Gandhi is, here's a few uh, quick little facts. He was a failed lawyer. He moved to South Africa where he experienced, that was kind of where he really experienced, uh, you know, the, the racism from British. Uh, and one of his most successful protests that most of you are familiar with, I'm guessing, uh, it was the salt march. When Britain put a tax on salt, Gandhi decided to walk 241 miles to the sea in Dandi uh, to make his own salt. Now, if you ask me, that's a little narcissistic. Gandhi is walking 241 miles to the sea of the sea in Dandi. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Um, yeah, and, you know, he actually spoke English like an Irishman because one of his first teachers was... Uh, from Ireland. Mr. Conor McGregor, Gandhi. Could you imagine Gandhi in the Gandhi in the uh, UFC ring with Conor McGregor just kind of sticking around. Just kind of looks like a stick bug and he's just like eh, eh. and then like I feel like he's so frail too. Like just one hit and his arm is snapped off, you know. Um he was kind of a creep. Yeah, no. Yeah, he was a really big creep. Uh so listen to this. So uh, I forget what he defined. I forget what the name of like this definition is, but this is what his, in his quotes, his definition, one who never has any, has any lust, lustful intention, who by constant attendance upon God is capable of lying naked with women in bed, but is not sexually excited. Okay. To prove this, Gandhi would invite, he invited his 18-year-old grandniece, so it's already fucking, you know, it's already incest, uh, grandniece Manu, 
and the wife of his grandnephew, Abba, to sleep naked with him. Uh, both at the same time. The practice went on for a very long time. Okay. So a few things here. Um, you know, if I was Gandhi's grandnephew, uh, you better believe I'm not letting my wife sleep with that creep. Okay? I'm not. And, and again, again, we're taking out, you know, all of the great things he did for, you know, civil rights and whatnot. But in terms of, you know, sex, the guy was very creepy. Okay? Yeah. And, you know, so he would, I guess, invite them into his bed to sleep with him naked. But, you know, he would, he would resist it all, you know, all his urges. You know, I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure there were times, and I'm pretty sure uh, it was spoken about. He used, to beat the, he used to beat the fucking shit out of his wife. Just beat her around like a rag. It was just not good, you know? And, uh, you know, I, I also think that, you know, if you compare MLK to Gandhi, and, and I might get some heat for this. I might get some heat for this, but I'm just going to say it. I think MLK was much, much cooler. I think Gandhi was great. And, I, you know, I, I, he was the influence for MLK, but also kind of creep. You know what I mean? Kind of a creep. Uh, seemed pretty narcissistic too. Oh, and get this. His wife, his wife uh, got infected with some disease, right? And this fucking dick. So listen to this. He was very, he was a huge hypocrite. So time and again, he had been accused of hypocrisy down and many are penned down by eyewitnesses who lived in the Gandhi era. One very significant incident of how his wife died comes to light. So here we go in quotes. Gasturba Gandhi was suffering from pneumonia and was required to take a penicillin shot to get cured. However, Gandhi forbid that from happening and said medicine is alien and that God will pull her through. Which, of course, did not happen and she died. Soon after, he suffered from malaria and took a shot of the same medicine to cure himself. Uh... So his faith in God completely vanished when it was him, him that was sick. So, you know, I, don't, I, I just don't know about this guy, you know. You know, it's great that you, you know, you did what you did for, you know, Indian people in terms of, you know, getting the British to leave and the salt tax and everything. But, fuck, man, to be part of your family would be awful. Also, here are some pro-Muslim policies. He tried to uh, propagate Hindu, Hindustani as our national language to please his Muslim friends slash supporters. The language was supposed to be an uh, amalgamation okay, of Hindu and Urdu. Of course, it never made it to the official languages list, but it did manage to destroy the original Hindi and Sanskrit. Now, all we speak in India is a wrong hybrid of all three languages. What a douche. So he, he messed up the, the languages in India. What a jerk. What a jerk. I'm okay would never have done that. He would never have done oh. that. And at the time, you know, I guess it wasn't known. Like when I'm okay was around, it wasn't known that Gandhi was such a creep. Uh, but, you know, his... his uh, Civil rights movement was good, for sure, you know. 
So we got to give him that. Okay. But yeah, guys, I mean, you know, it's a very special day today. MLK day. You know, what a day. Uh, if you guys have played uh, like Super Smash Bros or Mario or something, that is, you would understand that, okay? Um, but yeah, you guys, I mean, all right, you guys, um, we're almost done here. I just want to talk about one more thing. You know, there's a lot of peaceful protests that people have done in, uh, you know, the history of the world. And one of those ones that I think was very powerful was that uh, the monk in China who... Uh, lit himself on fire and just sat there and then like, you know, died. But, but he did, that, that was a huge picture. I'm pretty sure it was on the cover of Time Magazine, you know. And I just want him to know that um, he's on notice, okay? Because that was like really aggressive and um, it made me uncomfortable. But seriously, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening to this special episode of J-Rod Pod. I'm going to be doing, uh, you know, more little special ones like this because, uh, you know, it, it, it's more interesting than just hearing me ramble all, all the fucking time. Okay, so I promise you, you know, and I need to stop saying, you know, okay. But yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you.